are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. We now begin the month of June. Thank you all to you who sent in birthday wishes yesterday. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Olive Garden birthday dinner I had last night. It was lovely. A little bit more on the story that I'm working on in Bachelor Nation. Uh, an update on what I told you yesterday in regards to the lost story that was online that I gave you the link to, which is an excerpt from a book coming out next week. I got a correction on that. I got some pop culture news. And of course, we're going to talk Vanderpump Rules, part two of the reunion show last night, yet again. Exactly what I said I hoped wouldn't happen, did happen, and it was actually even worse than I thought. And I'll explain what I was talking about there. We'll get to that momentarily. This podcast brought to you by Coming Out for Love, the first U.S. lesbian dating competition show. New episodes are released every Friday, so we got a new episode coming out tomorrow. We're through the Lundy drama, so I'm assuming tomorrow, haven't watched tomorrow's episode yet, but I'm assuming we're going to start getting into more eliminations as Amber gives her keys away to the women she wants to keep. Go to comingoutforlove.com, click on bundles in the upper right-hand corner, at checkout, type in promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off your order. All right, let me get started first off with the Bachelor Nation story that I told you about yesterday that I'm working on. Um, I will say this, and just you know, to give you some details without giving you everything fully, um, this is a story that has already happened. It's not something that's currently in progress, and I'm going to be um, like, I, it's not a breaking news thing. I guess part of it is. But this is something that's already taken place. I'm just adding to the story based on what was given to me the other night. And what I can tell you it is, is it's a video. What I'm trying to do is get the original owner of the video to give me permission to post it. Because the video was sent to me, but it's been passed around. And the person who sent it to me, I asked, hey, did you take this video? And they said no. Now, technically, could I go and post a video that is sent to me that's not by the original owner? Yeah, I guess, but I've done it before in the past, and it turns into, hey, I didn't send you that video. That's mine, and it's just like, yeah, it is. I just wanted to see if you would even know that I posted it, so I'm just trying to do the right thing here. I'm trying to get the original owner, and like I said, I reached out to one of the parties involved on Instagram DM. Looking at it now, I sent it 24 hours ago. They haven't even read my message yet, so I don't even know if they're going to get around to it. The bottom line is I'm going to share what it is, I'm just trying to see how much details I can get into because there's not, I don't know every detail of the story. I know what the video is and I think the video tells part of the story. So I'm trying to find out how much of the story the video tells. And I'm just, like I said, I'm just trying to do the right thing here by not posting a video that was sent to me by someone that's not the original taker of the video. Now, I've heard this video has made the rounds. I'm actually kind of surprised now hearing that multiple people apparently have seen this video that no one else has posted it. So I've heard multiple people have seen it. So hopefully someone that's listening to this who either is the person who took the video or knows some knows the person who did take the video, if they're listening to this podcast, just let them know I'm looking for them. Because I don't know who I'm looking for right now because I don't know who took the video. But I'm just trying to get the proper 
permission here because usually it's not that big of a deal, but you just never know. So that's why I just stopped doing it because you just never know. Some people, some people don't care. Sometimes I posted the video in the past and without asking the person who sent it to me, I just assumed the person who sent it to me took it and that wasn't the case. And then the person who did take the video contacts me and says, Hey, that's my video. I'm like, sorry, a person that sent it to me never specified they were or weren't. I made an assumption I was wrong. And then they'll say, okay, don't worry about it. But then sometimes they've said, no, take it down. So I was like, okay. So I'd rather just not deal with that. I'd rather find out from the original owner who they are, and they're not going to get exposed. Their name is not going to be out there. It's just any video I've ever posted. I don't ever put the name of the person who gave me the video. They're irrelevant. You don't know who they are. They're just random people. So that's why I don't reveal their name. There's no need to. Um, but I do need their permission. And I have a video in my possession that came to me two nights ago. I don't have the original owner's consent yet because I don't know who took it. So I'm just trying to do the right thing here. I'm not trying to, you know, lie to my followers and make up an Instagram story just to try and see if more information will come my way. I leave that to the other Instagram accounts who do that and think that somehow that'll make me post the spoiler quicker. It's just so stupid. When I know stuff, you'll know stuff. And as we know, Bachelor in Paradise films early next week. Contestants will be leaving this weekend. I can't imagine I'm going to have too much Bachelor in Paradise information this weekend because, as you know, I'm on a plane to Vegas as you're probably listening to this. So unless something major comes through over the weekend, but it doesn't start filming till Tuesday of next week, so I don't think anything major is going to come through over the weekend. The only thing that would be this weekend would be if I find out about people going out there for casting that I hadn't heard yet. So that's the only thing that would break this weekend because no filming is happening. So I'll let you know uh, when I know stuff. I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to sit there and, and lie on my Instagram stories blatantly to try and get information. Let the other Instagram accounts do that. Moving on. Thanks again to all of you who sent me birthday wishes yesterday. Really appreciate it. If you saw my Instagram story last night, you know, nice little family dinner at the Olive Garden. It was lovely. Just like Will Ferrell said in old school, it was lovely. Um, you know, you get that tour of Italy and it's put in front of you and you're like, this is the greatest meal ever made. And then you eat it and you feel like Job of the Hut. So, <laughs> um, yeah, such a carb, so good going down, but such a carb load. And it literally puts you on your ass right when you get home. I just want to lay down. It's like it's like Thanksgiving dinner. It's just that much. I don't think there's any tryptophan in lasagna, fettuccine Alfredo, and chicken parm, but it sure as hell feels like it. But thank you again to everybody who reached out and and uh, and wished me a happy birthday. As you know, the party is tomorrow night at Mandalay Bay. Again, sold out. A couple of you have emailed me for next year's party. I put you in my email folder for 2024. I'll reach out to you in January when I have an official date of when next year's party will be. So you can look forward to that. And yeah, I will probably do some sort of live or videos on my Instagram on Saturday night or for, excuse me, Friday night from the party. So be on the lookout for that. If you want to see what it's like, like I said, right now, everybody that's RSVP'd 
48 hours before the party has said they're in. So it doesn't look like going to get any late cancellations either. We've got 90 people coming to this thing. It's going to be a little cramped in there, but will be fun and very much looking forward to the taco and pasta bar. I know I've said that 10 times now. I'll say it again. Never done the taco and pasta bar, so I want to see how good it is. The food they provided in the past has been great. I've used the same catering service out of Vegas for the first uh, six years of my party. I've just always done appetizers. Now I'm doing like a bar, a, a pasta bar and a taco bar. So we'll see. I expect it to be good, but if it's not, we'll just change it up and go back to appetizers next year. One correction I wanted to make in regards to the story that I told you about yesterday, which was the book that is being released on Tuesday called Burn It Down. Uh, I wanted to, I, I, I told you about the link to it, and basically I kept calling it yesterday the link was to an article in Variety. I don't know why I kept saying Variety. Probably because it started with a V, but it wasn't Variety. It was Vanity Fair. Apologize to Vanity Fair that I kept calling you Variety yesterday. But it's an excerpt from the book is what the article is, and it's in Vanity Fair. You can still read it. You can even just Google Vanity Fair lost, and that's all you got to do is Google that. And I think because Vanity Fair's Certain links are behind a paywall if you don't want to pay. If you just Google Vanity Fair Lost, I think you'll be able to find not the exact article, but exactly what was in it. Because there have been a lot of websites that have basically taken that article and written an article about it, about what they read. So if you want to check that out, you can. Just Google Vanity Fair, then Lost. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's talk some Vanderpump Rules. Part two of the reunion aired last night. What did I tell you yesterday? I said, don't do this to us. Don't have Raquel sitting in the trailer yet again and then bring her out in the last 10 minutes of the show because such a tease. No, they didn't do that. You know what they did do? They had her sitting in the trailer and they brought her out for the last five minutes of the show. And it didn't even start the conversation. It was just her walking out, being all nervous, talking to producers before walking out there, and then her sitting in her chair and Andy saying, hey, Raquel, and then the tease to go into next week. So, look, I get it. It's television. I've said this numerous times. I understand what they're doing from a production standpoint. But boy, did they rip a lot of people off who are literally begging to hear what Raquel has to say. 
And for two weeks, we've sat there waiting, and all we get is her looking at a television screen in her trailer. And, you know, not even showing any emotion whatsoever. I don't know enough about her, but her being so emotionless watching what's going on on stage is kind of off-putting to me. I'm sure she's off-putting to a lot of people for what she did, but I don't know. I find that weird that she has no emotion whatsoever seemingly watching all this back and watching people that she claims to be friends with literally blowing up in their face and yelling at each other and calling each other's names because of her actions. Sandoval goes to her trailer. We got to see that conversation, but we've already seen Sandoval talk to her in the finale when he went over to her apartment. So that really didn't do much for me. It's like, I can't believe they fooled us with two episodes of basically no Raquel. Come on. So disappointing. So disappointing. (laughs) Sandoval had some great lines there up on stage (laughs) when everyone was calling him a liar. I don't know if it was James calling him a liar or Lala or Ariana or all three of them at one point, but they were calling him a liar. And he's like, we haven't lied about anything but this affair. First off, I probably find that hard to believe. I'm sure diehards who've watched every episode of the show can probably find another instance where Sandoval lied. It's not just about the eight-month affair that he kept away from his nine-year girlfriend. But, I mean, how delusional do you have to be to utter a sentence that we haven't lied about anything but this affair? Once again, putting the affair on the back burner and deflecting. Even if he's never lied outside of that, even if he's never lied outside of that in his whole entire life to utter that sentence like, Hey, we've never lied. Yeah. This affair we lied, but we never lied about anything else. It's like, dude, you don't get it. He's (laughs) you got to remember I'm three episodes into this franchise. He is a weird fucking guy. He looks miserable. He looks almost psychotic. And I understand he doesn't want to sit. He's not going to sit there in the chair with a giant grin on his face. I understand that. I understand he probably doesn't want to make eye contact with these people who all are throwing daggers at him. But this perpetual look on Sandoval's face when he's not talking is just this burning glare just straight ahead where he just looks freaky. Like, I don't want to ever. I'm never going to come across this guy in my life, but. He's just, he's an odd cat. Let me just say that. He is odd. And if you thought it wasn't deflecting enough when he says we haven't lied about anything but this affair, then he's thrown in the whole, we didn't do this maliciously or with malicious intent. I mean, who needs to explain to him? Is anybody, I'm wondering if anything is ever going to get through to him. Because it really doesn't seem like it is. I read you the story yesterday. Go on his Instagram account. He had a 10-slide story about how great his band is doing. Screenshotting an article about how well they're doing and selling out venues. It's like, he just doesn't get it. And unfortunately, I don't know if he ever will. And he's someone that really needs to get a grasp on what he's done and 
I, I, you know, I think there's a part of him that realizes, man, I fucked up. But I don't think he understands. I, he, I think he thinks that everyone should be over it by now. I think that's the impression I'm getting from him. Like, because he constantly keeps saying, Jesus, how many times are you going to bring this up? Yeah, you know, it's like, you're going to keep holding this over my head? It's like, yeah, you ruined a whole friend group, dude. So that's what I mean. I don't think he's ever going to get it because he doesn't think. I, I know I know he I think he thinks what he did was wrong, but I know he thinks that everyone should be over it by now and stop talking about it. Because I think he even alluded to it last night when he basically said, you know, right around the time where he made that this, you know, we didn't do this maliciously comment. He's like, that doesn't wipe out the 15 years we all had together and you're basically throwing it away. Because of this, we didn't do this maliciously. It wasn't with malicious intent. And it's like, stop talking. You're just making it worse. I understand he wants to defend himself, but there isn't a whole hell of a lot to defend yourself about in this particular situation. Swallow your pill. Say, I can't believe I did that to my girlfriend of nine years. She has every reason to hate me. I wouldn't be surprised and I would totally understand if she never spoke to me again the rest of my life. I get it. I betrayed the trust of somebody I thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life. So clearly I'm a screw up and I own it. But no, he has to throw everything else out there. Jeez, let it go already. It's like he doesn't get it and he's never going to. And that's what everybody's saying. It's a real sign of narcissism that he just he's he thinks he's above all this and it's sad to see i also think it was funny that he said or i think ariana yeah no not ariana and raquel when she was having her one-on-one with andy and he was asking her how'd you think this was going to play out And she says, we, at this point, we were going to tell her around the time the phone fell in her lap and she found out about it. And then Raquel conveniently tells Andy, we were going to tell her. That's bullshit. No, they weren't. It's very easy to say that after the fact now that you've been busted to say, oh, we were just about to tell her. Really? You had eight months to tell her and you didn't. What makes us actually believe you when you say that? Nobody should buy that. That's garbage. They weren't just about to tell her. No fucking way. But that's what these two are doing. They're trying to get people to buy their bullshit. And I'm certainly not buying it for sure. But finally, next week, I guess we're going to get this revelation. I didn't think the revelation came last night at any point during the reunion. So it looks like next week we're going to get the revelation, whatever it may be. But part three, finally, finally, we're going to get her and we're going to get Raquel on the chair for an hour with the rest of the cast fireworks will be happening. I tell you. And finally the story of the day yesterday, I think in celebrity news, Al Pacino. Hooah. That's my Al Pacino. In case you didn't know Al Pacino. In case you didn't know, this has three kids. He's now having a fourth. His girlfriend is pregnant. Al Pacino is 82 years old. His girlfriend is 29. <laughs> he almost tripled up there. 
damn, Al. <laughs> what the hell? 82 and 29? True love, I tell you. She's pregnant. Her name is Noor Alfala. I had no idea Al Pacino had a 29-year-old girlfriend named Noor Alfala until yesterday. But she's pregnant. And he's now going to have a fourth kid with a woman who is 53 years younger than him. Makes sense. However, the more important part of the story was I had no idea he had 22-year-old twins with ex-Beverly D'Angelo. What? Ellen Griswold was with Al Pacino? How did I miss this? Yes, it was from 1997 to 2003, but that was my that was right me right out of college. Those were my 6 years out of college working in radio. How did I not know Al Pacino was with Beverly D'Angelo? And they have 22-year-old twins, Anton and Olivia. Huh. Did not know that. But anyway, congratulations to Al and Noor expecting a baby. <laughs> I don't mean to I don't mean to laugh, but this baby is going to graduate high school with a father that is a hundred years old. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad it's still working for him. 82. Pumping out a kid. Congratulations, Al. I mean, geez, maybe I should be commending him for this. But a hundred years old at his child's high school graduation could be a little rough. Just saying. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please subscribe in Apple Podcasts. That is the best way you can support this podcast. Also, rate and review. As for tomorrow, I'll be in Las Vegas. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to run my interview with Stephen Fishback tomorrow in the Daily Roundup. I think that's just the plan. It's it's an hour long, a great conversation about the Survivor season that we just had, season 44. As always, Stephen Fishback is great. But check that out. I just don't think I'm going to have a lot to offer pop culture wise. I'm not going to just I'm not going to be in my normal state where I'm constantly checking my phone and reading stories or whatever. I, I, I don't think so. I guess things could change, but I'm bringing that MP3 file on my computer to Las Vegas. And there's a good chance tomorrow's daily roundup will be an interview with Stephen Fishback for the um for the recap of the survivor finale sports daily will be up in an hour from now in two hours from now podcast number 341 you don't want to miss it ingrid weiss from joe schmo 2 back in 2004 as i teased on monday when i talked about it very very interesting how ingrid feels about being on that show even 20 years later you don't want to miss this one anyway thank you all for listening I really appreciate it. Keep on my uh, Instagram if you want updates for what's going on in Vegas. I'll try and give as many as I can. But other than that, looking forward to seeing anybody who's making it out to the party. Everyone else, I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.